And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. And here we are, folks. It's Wednesday, Spike's Car Radio Day. Great show for you today. Um, we have Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has a new show. Kevin Hart's Muscle Car Crew. Uh, he's on in a little bit. I interviewed him a moment ago. Um, look at Matt Ferris here. Uh, I had to put this show together at the last minute. And you, you know what it's like to try to get these shows together, obviously. <laughs> oh, boy, I And do. thank you for coming on and helping me out. Uh, Johnny Lieberman was just gone somewhere. Uh, Zuckerman said, I can only do it tomorrow at, at like 6 o'clock. And by, I'm gone after that. And I called so Matt Ferris. It's for scheduling for my shows as well. Zach Clapman was supposed to be here today to do a show, basically yeah. right now, but he tried to drive a hydrogen car. Note the word tried. To drive a hydrogen <laughs> car to visit his family in Santa Cruz. Yes. Uh, there is one station, hydrogen station, between here and Santa Cruz okay. at, at the Harris Ranch. You know right. The Harris Ranch? I don't. It's like on the five okay. uh, freeway, a little over halfway to San Francisco from here. Yeah. And it's it's a big cow ranch on the side of the road. Okay. What happened to the car? Well, that's the only hydrogen station, except <laughs> when he got there, it was out of hydrogen. <laughs> Swear to God. Oh, out. no. And so he got there yesterday at like 4 or 5 p.m., no H2. Right. The refill, the re-up was today at noon. Oh. So he had to sit there at the Harris Ranch. But from yesterday to today, all of this, which in the is name. just a, you know, fairly crap hotel on the side of the freeway of and, clean energy, and and so he texted me at one fifty seven p.m. that he was leaving the Harris Ranch. Oh my God! So we'll have a good. The next episode of the Smoke Tire Podcast will be good when he tells the story of drugs. how many shows do you guys put out a week? Two, two, yeah. You know, you and I, you texted me over the weekend about the uh, the, the automotive uh, podcast ratings. Yeah. One, two, and three. It uh -huh. was Car Talk, The Smoking Tire, and then Spike's Car Radio. Right. Really exciting. Yeah. I, I then texted back, and I'm like, how are these geezers in repeats beating us? One of whom is dead. <laughs> One is dead. How are they beating us? Well, you notice that it's not just Car Talk. It's best of Car Talk. Best, yes. Because Car Talk was a broadcast radio program. It was right? excellent. Obviously, great show. Yes, and but why what, is it? We have good shows. Because why? here's how the listings work. Yes, what go ahead. What they did was they uploaded all the radio shows. Excuse me, my phone was not on silent. I apologize. They uploaded all the radio shows. Okay. So they were on the radio for 30 years. So they uploaded 3,000 plus episodes. And they put out how many a week? None. Oh, they're just none. They blast. They put out a whole catalog, and this ranking is once. overall volume. Right. Under the whole art. This is this ranking that I sent you is all time. Yes. And it's all episodes. So wow. The com that is the complete click and clack collection. Wow. Leads the stats. So when I quote stats to people. I say that I that the smoking tire is number one, knowing that click and clack is really number one. But there, you can't. You saw you're gonna but buy ad no, space on click and clack. I there, see. You know what I mean? Like it's so. We're so that would mean Spike's car radio is number two. Functionally, yes. Functionally, functional number one. Functional number two. So this is the all-time well, amount of it's, downloads. It's, yeah, how many episodes do you have? I don't know. 
We you just finished four years of episodes. Right, one a week. Aren't there numbers next to them? I, I don't pay attention to it. All right. Well, for us, for us, it's like <laughs> there aren't. I don't pay that much attention. For us, it's like in the six hundreds. But four times fifty-two. Right. Okay. So that's it's, what it's I've in got. Two hundreds. Yes. Probably, right? right. We're in like the six hundreds. They're in the three thousands. So just volume. It's just. Is there any way for us, either of us, to take them down with some sort of stunt? Like if I were to do <laughs> five episodes a week. You could probably for one week. You could probably temporarily. Yeah. Yes. Probably, How would I do that? I don't know. But there's probably <laughs> some math that you could do that would temporarily get you there. Yeah. Uh, it's so pointless. But still, but... like, I mean. That now that you know how it works, though, we're still we're in the best position that one. Could we're doing be in. great. We're we're it. We're it. <laughs> we should. We're number one. We're number one. Except for the retired guy and the dead guy, we are number one. <laughs> As I said, Kevin Hart will be here in a minute. I had a fun time uh, chatting with him. Um, I wanted to talk to that, that about you. Do that you. over Zoom. What's that? Do it over Zoom or something. We did that over Zoom, but just about an hour ago. I and uh, you know they the their PR people emailed me. Oh yeah, and I said, oh, is is Kevin doing interviews? I'd love to get him. They said, no, no, he's not. But the other guys, the other guys, right? And I was like, well, you know, I wanted to have. But every- they they obviously said you're of a profile that that uh. Well, they, no, it's approved. not. It's not like that, and it, and it almost went in the exact same direction. I I did the same thing you did. I said, look, if. If I come to you and I have all your guys, I'd be happy to interview everybody. It sounds like fun. Just tell me where to show up. But Kevin is the busiest man in show business. And they said, it's got to be on Zoom. And I said, that won't work if I have eight people on a Zoom call. It'll be a mess. It'll just be a mess. So let's either just forget about it or get me Kevin. But just know, you know, we've had Jerry Seinfeld, Jay Leno, Matt Damon, Christian. A lot of folks have just gone one-on-one and we'll do a nice interview. Um, It was not the easiest interview in the world. Oh, but great. we'll get well, to that in a little bit. Well, maybe I but thought. it's my fault. It's entirely my fault. It's entirely my fault. But whatever. Um, you have a lot of paperwork in front of you right now. I do. Like, most really of these, most of these are ads. <laughs> okay. right, and cool. there isn't that much to talk about. But I did want to bring this up with you because I wanted to get your opinion. And a lot of people uh, were uh, DMing me about it. And I wasn't going to chat about it um, because it veers into the political landscape. Oh, good. But, I can't wait to talk about this. But it... It suddenly became national news and then global news. Everybody from the New York Times to Newsweek is covering it. And that is that Toyota is facing a boycott following reports that the company defended its donations to Republicans who objected to certifying the 2020 election. Axios reporting Toyota gave $55,000 to 37 Republican objectors this year based on data from Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. The car manufacturer gave more than twice as much as the second company on the list, Cubic Corp. (laughs) Who is Cubic Corp? Um, Axios reported that Toyota then defended the donations with a spokesman saying in a statement, we do not believe it's appropriate to judge members of Congress solely based on their fascist voting (laughs) (laughs) on their actions. I don't know why not. Um, It's not uncommon for for companies to, you know, uh, give money to politicians. That's not a big... But I guess it's to these guys that they're upset about. Uh, Consultant Tom Watson said, boycott Toyota. The company is pro-fascist. John Cryer (laughs) saying, hey, Toyota, this is shameful. John Cryer, the actor? John Cryer. Uh He's very very active on Twitter. Uh Um, Tennis player Martina Navratilova Uh weighing in. (laughs) 
shared a post. If you buy a to- Toyota, you're funding the politicians who tried to overturn the election. I Ooh. sure won't be. Sh- uh, I won't be. Shame on Toyota for this. Um, and many, who's gonna many light more. their Prius on fire? Who's the first person <laughs> that's gonna light their Prius? Well, on what fire? do you think about this? All right. Well, a couple. I think a lot. I okay, think a go ahead. Things. One, I think it's good that corporations are being held to some kind of accountability for the pack donations that they're making. I think, you know, corporations speak with their wallets. That's how corporations speak. So when a corporation speaks with their wallet to shitbaggy people who do fucking fascist things, <laughs> that should be accountable, right? In, in a just world, right? Can I ask you, let me just ask you a question. Why is Toyota giving money to politicians because anyways? Because where their factories are. It's okay. where they build okay. cars, right? So, it, right, right. It's not, they, so that's Toyota their... is not pro-insurrection. Toyota right, right. is pro, or Toyota's anti-labor, obviously. Okay. Toyota is pro-profit. Right. Toyota is anti-regulation. So it's and just, it, it's, it's it, good business for them. Yeah, and it so happens. <laughs> it was good business. The states that promote, <laughs> yes. you know, anti-labor, anti-environmentalism, pro-profit, super pro-corp, are the same kind of places that have the politicians that do the insurrection thing. Right, and I don't right, think right, Toyota right. is pro-insurrection. I think they're pro-profit and anti labor but it it works out that they've crossed this way and other companies gave money to horrible insurrection politicians as well okay right but toyota gave a lot right like a really a and lot. to be clear we're talking about the politicians that supported january 6th correct when it's, uh it was when politicians domestic that wouldn't certify the electoral college vote they wouldn't say the election right. was legitimate right right and they also attacked our capital also that <laughs> the domestic terrorists yes. right so there so this is toyota is going hey you know let's give money to our politicians in these states because we have our factories there that, that all makes sense but now someone has connected that to these shitty politicians mm-hmm. who supported the very attacking of our own government. I get it. And, and now they're saying it's time to boycott Toyota. See, here's why I here's why I don't think that is actually the answer. I cuz I read a bunch about this today. I don't I think the answer is holding the politicians accountable. Not so much like like not buying a Prius. I don't think, you know, I don't think there's a lasting Effect, but do you but do you think this is really the best these Republicans can do? I mean, shouldn't they withhold the money for shitty politicians who aren't smart enough to go? Hey, let's not attack our own government here. Look, I, I think Toyota I, should be accountable to their. They don- should for be accountable. They have to be for everybody yeah, yeah. they give money to. Toyota, you have totally. to be right. Totally. And in fact, I you know I subscribe to a newsletter that I love called Popular Information. It's written right, by a guy right. named Judd Legum. I don't know if it's Legum or L E G U M. He's a great Twitter follow also. And his his newsletter is all about corporate accountability. Right. This right. corporation said this. This corporation put out an ad that said this. This corporation tweeted this. And then they donated money to these people that opposed the thing they just did. Mm-hmm. So that's what this newsletter is all about. And so even like, you know, my father is like on the board of directors of a couple companies. And like one of those companies was mentioned in this newsletter not long ago. And I even sent it to my dad like, hey. This company is like not living up to its obligations. Like maybe we could do something about that. Like maybe you could bring that up. Like I don't know if he did anything or not, but like it's about accountability. And so I think it's good that they're being held accountable on some level. 
What about and so so burning Priuses? That's what we want. <laughs> I mean, is, it, is this money? Is, Who's the first person going to burn a Prius? Well, I'm just wondering: is this a like a back door where we can get people to burn Priuses, the car we don't like, anyways? <laughs> do if we anyone, just use this if story? Anyone can do it. It's John Oliver. <laughs> we, we need a John Oliver to get we, people we to burn had, their Priuses. We've been wanting to burn Priuses for for decades. <laughs> oh, now we have a way to actually make people burn them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's funny because I was. Um, talking to of all people yesterday i was driving my son to camp with my wife uh, erica and we were talking about i was saying my love for the car versus my not so much love for elon musk and that interesting area and she was trying to wrap her head around what i was saying and and i was saying look the product i love i'm not sure i like this guy on twitter and the way he talks about people and viruses etc cetera, etc cetera, and hypes and lies and does all sorts of other things but i still like the product sure. it's a complicated situation for me she goes, how is it any different than Toyota? <laughs> and now she didn't know this story, but she's like, wow. you know, I had, told, good call. I had told her a story that I, that I can't say now that had to do with a recall and a lie they told and some information I found out about where it was a bold-faced fucking lie about, and people died, all right? And she was referencing that, that story. And now look today. Look at what's going yeah. on. I went in no, there and I, I said, know, look, at, look, at, look at this mess. Now I am starting to think that maybe Toyota is a, a bad company. <laughs> look, every company <laughs> maybe, does they, horrible. Like Ford had their Pintos and their- They had know, their Explorer. And, Remember yeah, the, the Ford? Firestone tires, right? Right, thing. right. And, like, and you know, the BMW and Porsche and Volkswagen, everyone in Germany had Dieselgate. You know, Volkswagen got blamed the most, right, but right. all the Germans were really involved in that. Who do you think is the most ethically- and and the best car company then you're right every one of these companies has done shitty things before yeah, right i mean every one of them all i don't know about ethically good the most ethically good <laughs> shit like if we want to if we're fisker? ethical <laughs> fisker? fisker no yeah. ethically good who's fisker screwed i don't know <laughs> i am sure that ariel, ariel harassed the, a secretary the, somewhere or done something mr maker, fisker the is there fred fisker who no, runs fisker um Koenigsegg? Koenigsegg seems yeah, pretty ethical. That's pretty, pretty good. CVK seems like a pretty pretty straight up, straight shooter guy. Yeah. Right? Car scandals would be fun to go through and really look at all the crap these organizations have done. That would, yeah. be, that would be super. Yeah. Well, there's a guy, a guy I know named Manuel Carrillo who he's got a show on Motor Trend Network that's kind of a, it's like sort of the dirty money of oh, cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, what, oh, fuck, where was I going to say? The, uh, the. Uh, they're all I don't know. They're they're all they all do crappy things. Here's why. Here's why I think t it's different with Tesla is because there is no there's no cult of personality surrounding the executives of Volkswagen and BMW and Porsche and Toyota, um, and, and whereas there is a you know this sort of cult of worship around the CEO of Tesla. And it's it's not healthy. Do you which, remember so, that guy we were chatting with out in Malibu? I don't remember his name, but he yeah. was saying exactly that that he learns a lot about the company from the Twitter <laughs> yeah, from the, the Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, I got to check Twitter on the way to work every morning to see what we'll be working on what, that day. What we're doing, and <laughs> to see what we have to invent that day. Isn't that crazy? Have you seen the videos of the yoke? Yeah, yeah. 
the well, well, no, wait, wait, now hold on. Half of a steering wheel. It's before you even get into it. I'm excited about that. Why? Jay, Jay called me uh, Saturday night. He goes, "I just got my Tesla Plaid." He was so excited. He and I are like, we're we we have this love of Tesla automobiles. All of a sudden, look, I like and the Jay, yoke, but he's he, the fact is he's wrong about a lot. I'm, I, a lot of people won't no, say he, that. To he Jay. said he, he says some really silly things at Cars and Coffee. But that it's don't cool. make any sense but in hold the modern on. world. But it's cool. The yoke is cool. It's fun to have in a car. Makes steering worse. But so what? It's fun. So what? Yeah. Steering is like the function of the car. I don't know that I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you this. Look, here. There's you this. You want something in your car that makes it harder to drive? I want something in my car that makes it fun for my kids. Yeah. I your like. Kids aren't even driving. No, they're in the car a lot. Like, and again, you're talking to someone who gets to drive a lot of different things. If oh I had a, God. and I have a son that's learning how to fly, this airplane yoke seems like a lot of fun in a, in the car. And, and Jay how called you, and said you he- You seem like a smart person. How yes. are you not smart enough to realize that having a steering wheel- Yes. Where it's you don't have a top half, the steering wheel, and where the center yeah. of mass, I know of where you're the, going. The center yeah. of rotation is is not yes. the center. So you have a yoke that is off centered and swings like a galleon. Yeah, correct, right around, around. It doesn't yeah. rotate around yes. the center. It rotates. I under. get it. I know where you're going. So what? how is that good? How, here, no, in a, in a, in a let a me plane, answer the question. Like your son let is me talking answer the about. You, you go here to here. Ninety yeah, okay. degrees. Let each me way. answer the question. This is an eight hundred. Come on, I'll get right to it right rotation. now. I'll get right good? to it. The steering wheel is a better thing. Okay, I'm yeah. not going to argue that. Yeah. I am not saying the steering wheel is more functional and works better, and in all uh, driving and racing conditions, is a better thing. Okay, except maybe visibility to your instrument panel. I am not arguing that fact with you. Right. I just think this is fun. I think but, this is different. But if you have and it's to do fun. a quick hand over hand maneuver and you go to grab a wheel that's not there, yeah, is it going to be fun then? No, but I'm so willing to accept gonna, that risk. But crash. I mean, look, I drive in old tin can cars that don't have any safety whatsoever. They've got old fabric seatbelts right, that are going to let go of me right, and throw me into the air. Cannot sell those to the public today. We have laws against selling those cars. Well, specifically you can buy. You can buy this because they're fucking dangerous. <laughs> you can buy this though. Because the NHSTA is absolutely <laughs> asleep at the wheel and holds Tesla accountable for fucking nothing. You know. uh I got to do some of these ads. I've got too many I ads to get to. I can't wait for you to do a fucking hand over hand three point turn. I'm not going with to. This stupid. I would drive to the country mart with it, and I would oh, just have fun. Oh, you don't think you'll ever it. have to turn it hand over hand going I, to the country mart? I Parking probably in will. The fucking bills. You're gonna go like this to reverse. But and Matt, you're gonna go like this you, and you, grab air. <laughs> you're going to grab air where you thought steering yeah, wheel but was. So I, you know, I'm gonna buy a right hand drive uh, Land Rover too, and that's gonna host the problems with it. I like all the weirdness oh, i enjoy boy. the weirdness i like the challenge oh, and you're not wrong the steering wheel is better but this is more fun um <laughs> speaking of fun and cars and old cars you guys need to go to collectingcars.com collectingcars.com co-owned as i understand by chris harris our more successful friend from across the pond. Uh, these guys uh, have great cars. It's a car auction site. Uh, there's lots of cool stuff up there. Right now, uh, they have a 2004 Ferrari 360 Challenge Stradale. Um, oh, that's their first auction, which they sold that car for $252,500. Um, they have One of those would have been a good investment. If, if you bought one of those new and put 20,000 miles on it, that would have been a good investment. 
totally. On their international feed, they have furiously uh, paced final day bidding from users in the U.S., U.K., Europe, and Middle East on a 1990 Porsche 911 Brooklyn edition by Singer, finished at a hammered-down price of $921,000. Oh, I see. This one's already sold. That sale capped a seven-day auction cycle, which featured over 25,000 auction views from 113 different countries. You get it? So they're selling across the world, Matt Farah. You want to sell your car. Now we're not just talking about the United States market. We're talking about a global market. Um, they also had an auction for, here, see if you can guess this price, 2015 Ferrari 458 Special Speciale Aperta. An Aperta? Aperta. That had bids from around the world. Four hundred and. That's a good one. UK, multiple countries, Europe and Asia bidding. Global marketplace. Moly. Uh, Collectingcars.com, you need to check them out. They now have a U.S.-based operation right here in L.A. Uh, Global, current, and uh, lots of auctions are going on over there. Head to collectingcars.com, sign up for their daily email, and you can see what's up. Everybody asks me, you want a cool car? Where do you go to get it? Go to collectingcars.com and start bidding why sell your collectible car anywhere else it's free just list your car that's the first ad our second ad uh, is going to be a makeup ad for mac weldon that i blew but i'll read that later because i forgot to say something and then we have real insurance stories from zuckerman and then we have kevin hart okay Sounds good. Yeah, it's good. So where have you been? You, you. When I texted you this morning, you said, I just got off the mountain. And I yeah. looked at my calendar, and it wasn't winter, so you weren't skiing. No, no, I was filming. I was filming cars. That's okay. a thing that I do. Uh, and a mountain, what, what do you mean mountain? I was up in the Angels Forest. Okay. I was up on uh, on upper, I don't, you know, the roads. I was up in the mountains. Uh, what were you doing? Filming, uh, reviewing the Mercedes GLA 45 AMG, which is sort of a compact crossover or a hatchback on 21-inch wheels. Right. Um, thank you for attempting that, Spike. I <laughs> um, and, I'm wiping uh, up the uh, drink circles <laughs> I've left there. And uh, no, it was uh, it's <clears throat> cool. It's like a little uh, like a luxury-ish, luxury-ish rally car. Mm-hmm. So it's got a 400 horsepower, almost four-cylinder turbo all-wheel drive with a dual-clutch gearbox and. Pretty fun stuff. It was a good time. Wow. So it was, you know, today's like one of the hottest days of the year. It's so crazy. I got up on the hill like at 6.30 a.m. Like that's when I get up there. And it was like the sun was just coming up and it was like 81. Right. And then by 9.30, it was like 99. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow. But this little Mercedes like really... I beat the absolute piss out of it, and it really it took. Do you worry about cars up there when it's that hot? Not, not like modern cars. Well, no. I was whipping around the other end of Angeles Crest uh, in the Model Y, dropping my son off. It was a thirty-minute up the other side of the crest, but it quickly went up to one hundred and two yeah. degrees. Yeah. And then there were lots of burned out everything. Well, there was fires up there a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, so, yeah. What happens with those kids when there's a fire? What do they what do? What kids? At the camp. Oh, I don't know. They die. Probably. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, mean, I don't Matt. know. Maybe is they it? had it coming. I don't know. <laughs> good Spoken kids. like a man without kids. Camp, uh, was it one of those camps like up by like the ski areas, like the Christian camps? No. It was up past Magic Mountain, and then you oh. make a right, and you drive up there. Oh, then, oh, by like Lake right. Hughes kind of. That yeah, yeah, exactly. The Western yeah, Angeles Forest. Exactly. Western Angeles Forest is really cool. That's a really, if, that's another place I really like to film, and there's some... 
bitchin' roads. There up are. There. Yeah. Yeah. There I was, was a, they had a fire on, I think it was on Lake Hughes Road. Yes. And when you dive down in the canyon, all of a sudden you're like on Mars. It's yes. wild. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. It's crazy. And we're by ourselves in an electric car getting deeper and deeper into it. And I'm like, have I, are we going the right way? <laughs> right. There's no phone service. Yeah. There's no nothing. And, and then, you know, you're doing this beautiful math. Thing. I wanted to drive that Model Y really fast, but my wife asked me to slow down. Is it a dual motor? Is it a yeah, fast yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it moved, and it was fun. But it's a little bouncy. It's a little noisy. But yeah, the the yeah, uh, they're not. It's not quite as refined as the Mach E. And right. The Mach E is not quite as good as like a tie. Obviously, a Taycan. Right. You know. You know. And, I'm and doing, are you I'm enjoying R eight or the not R eight the um what do you call it the electric Audi the e tron GT uh, next week. Oh, you are. Yeah. Wow. Am I enjoying Mach E? Yes, yeah. I am. Maki's really, really, really nice. I I have very few gripes with it at Are all. Are you charging it to a hundred percent or ninety percent? No, I normally leave it between like fifty and eighty, and and if if I know Hannah needs to go somewhere, I'll bring it here to the shop where we've got a two forty charger and blast it to a hundred real quick. Is that is that bad for the battery? No, I mean. It, so, you know, battery degradation, just like your phone, you know, is a thing. And if you leave your phone on the charger while you're sitting at your office all day, every day, you're going to eventually, you know, wear out the, the battery life of your phone. You can overcharge it. Same thing with a car. And so for optimal daily use running around, optimal, and I'm talking, and, uh, you know, you want to keep your battery between like 60 and 80% optimally, right? And that's, that's. I'm you want to always have that much power in the battery, you're saying? No, like, if you want to make the battery last, like, as long as possible, and I'm talking about lasting, like, 10 years, not, like, 300 miles, right? Right. Like, in the long term, last as long as possible, that is the best way to charge it up, right? And if you are using the Tesla superchargers, particularly, right, because... A regular, like a 240 charger, it flows like electrons at like a certain rate. The superchargers really blast them in there. And they're very useful from a practical standpoint, right? Because they reduce charging time. They're convenient. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're good. It's a good system. But, you know, if you really use them a lot, your car will go, no more. Right. Because the battery kind of de- will degrade because you're, you're, you're cranking it up so much. So, you know... I leased the car for three years. Me too. Whatever I am doing is not going to make itself apparent in three years. That's what I think. But I'm doing the nice thing for the next person that owns the car after me and keeping the battery healthy because it's just convenient. So if it needs to charge, I charge it. But for daily use, uh, no. And it's honestly, dude, it's been, did you ever, have you driven it yet? No, the Mach-E? Yeah. <clears throat> no. It drives nice. It drives just like a Tesla, really. It's a little quieter inside, I think. It feels like it's like made better um but um you know it's big screen and feels like driving an rc car very very vague but also very you know uh uh torquey you know so much torque it's you could drive like a total dick it's great <laughs> i yeah i agree with all that the, the 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 app though the tesla app is really what makes the difference between all these other cars the ability to kind of control your car from this app yeah. walking into the car with your phone opening the everything you walking away from the car it locks it does so many things for me that no other car does the Ford the Mach-E has that no it doesn't I mean it does <laughs> it definitely no, does no it absolutely does not <laughs> <laughs> definitely has an app your phone is definitely open it up the let's key. look at it I want to see 
Huh? I want to see. I want to see your app. Let's let's do an app off here. Uh. Okay. Here's my app. Why? There's my Tesla app right there. Okay. It's a pretty red T. And look at look what I have here. All right. There's the face. You know. Right. And I lay this down on my charger, and I I've got no other dials or lights or anything else. Where's yours? Let me see. What do you got? I deleted it off my phone because I wasn't using it. <laughs> How do you drive it? it? I have I have a key also. I prefer the key. And what is that? Is it a key card? It's a fob. It's, no, it's a, a fucking it's a, fob. It's, like, a fob. it's like this. Right. Just like yeah. this. Yeah. Which is 100% fine. Hmm. It's not an app. I don't want it to be an app. I know this is hard for you to <laughs> understand, but I actually don't want it to be an app. I actually... Was actually one of my only, and I just wrote it fifteen hundred words on this. One of my only complaints yeah. about the Mach E, and I have I have two. Okay. One is that there has been a little bit of CarPlay connectivity hiccups with my wife's phone. Not That's with so mine. interesting. The same for me. And the other is that they only give you one fob instead of two because they want you to use the phone as a key thing so badly. And why is that? Because why don't they give them to you? No, what, why do they want you to use the app? What is what is what does that because, mean to them? Well, because they can learn more about you that I way. See, because I when see. the app is integrated with your phone and following you all the time, it really knows a lot about you, and your data is very, very valuable. That's why we're just not that interesting. Kick off <laughs> your summer in style. With the brand that's reinventing men's basics, Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is so much more than just underwear. Their full collection includes T-shirts, polos, button-ups, shorts, pants, swims, and much more with light and breathable fabric technology. Mac Weldon keeps you cool and comfortable all summer, from work to working out, happy hour to playing with your kids. Mac Weldon has men's essentials for whatever your day includes and uh i'll tell you i wear all of it every time they renew uh on the show i get a little money to spend and and i get everything i get the their polos their vesper polo um I they've the got vesper polo it's great right yeah. isn't it awesome uh their tech chino shorts their radius short fit in everything i have is cool you know what i like about their stuff it doesn't shrink either matt it gets washed it's back in my closet it's all Good, uh, and and you're you're vaping now. Yeah, nice. Okay, you wait, is that the app? I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, dive into Mack Weldon's swim line with trunk and board short options that are quick to dry and have four-way stretch fabric. When you're not in the pool, Mack Weldon's new Maverick Techno. Uh, Tech Chino Short and Radius Short are the perfect additions to your summer wardrobe. I love all of their stuff. You've got to check it out. Um, here's your call to action, folks. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Spike and enter promo code Spike. That's MacWeldon.com slash Spike. Promo code Spike for 20% off Mac Weldon Reinventing Men's Basics. And uh, and I wear all their stuff. I have a Mac Weldon drawer drawer at home. <laughs> all now. Mac Weldon. It is, yeah. Mm. It's you know, especially during the pandemic, it's it's all I wore. It's way too comfy. All I right, here's your. Up. I got it for you. I pulled it up. So that's the, cool. The main options you can do the remote start. Higher pressure the, vehicle hotspot. Yeah, my got, journey set up. Normal stuff. It's key. got all the all the standards. Yeah, the regular yeah. stuff. I didn't keep the app on my phone. Because, like I said, my wife was having trouble with the CarPlay. One my of the things journeys. they advised us to do was delete the app off our phone and reinstall it. Right, right. She did it on her phone and reinstalled it, and it solved that problem, actually. And I just didn't get around to it yet. 
Look My wife at, and I share the car. Right here. I, dude, Isn't honestly, that cleaner? Yo, credit where it's... I'll give... I, it looks good, right? Listen, I am not the kind of person that doesn't give Tesla credit for do, the things that they do right. Their software, both the app software and the tablet on the car software, is very, very good. It's very responsive. It's very intuitive. They they really do a nice job. They do, and their cars are, I think, well designed aesthetically. And I love the low dash. I love the low cowl. It's almost right, like right. driving a mid-engine yeah. sports car. I like that stuff a lot. Um, I just don't like the company's ethics, <laughs> <laughs> and I think the build quality is uh, it's, sporadic. It's, it's sporadic. Better on this car. Than yeah. that I've seen on previous uh, well, Teslas. They're, they're I don't disagree improving. with you about yeah, everything yeah, you just said. Yeah, yeah. I think you're, that's my, uh, you know, it's that's how I always think about this company. But I, I have to say, I do love this Model Y, and maybe it's a little hyped because it's not my car, it's my wife's, and now I'm in the unenviable position of having to steal it when mm. she's not looking. And there are many drives where I'm, I'm driving it instead of the Defender. Well, look, any there had they are, given there me a rack, I may have changed my mind. You know, if you're just driving around the city, which you and I spend a lot of our time doing, going yes. from meeting to meeting and appointment to appointment and right. whatnot, an, an electric car. Yep. Not not any brand specifically. Just the experience of going light to light, traffic to traffic in an electric car is so vastly superior mm -hmm. to a gas car. Mm -hmm. It's so much quieter and more refined. You're more relaxed when you get there. Mm -hmm. The one-pedal driving means you barely have to move your body. That's great. You know, these are great, great innovations. And Tesla yeah. was the first to do a bunch of that shit. So they get points for that. Yeah. But but those, I think that a lot of those things that you like about that car do would also apply if you were driving <clears throat> a Taycan. Not exactly. I drove the Taycan. And I'll tell you what, the lack of, uh, of dials and lights and everything on the dash, it's empty. It's an empty interior, uh -huh. I, I find very relaxing I'm a neat freak and oh, yeah. the, the, the nothing there and nothing in the car nothing to look at except for the iPad sure. screen is very relaxing to All me right. you know and the Taycan I love that delivers the Porsche driving experience <clears throat> um, but I, I don't know I would rather have a GT3 RS and a Tesla I would okay. rather have that two-car garage right. that would be my two-car sure. garage all right um, should we do real insurance stories from Zuckerman I don't know how we're uh, going to yeah, do I this. Don't know. What's, I don't know the bit. What's the bit? Uh, do you just read the insurance Policy stories? Genius is our sponsor. Oh, okay. But ahead of it, uh, uh, Zuckerman tells a real story as a uh, personal injury attorney. Is he calling in? On a, he's going to call in. I'm he's going to do it phone to I Mike? think so. Let's try it. What does it matter? Oh, I don't give a shit. It's your show. This isn't my real job. <laughs> Last time I hung out with you guys at his office and- he was doing the, that Dear Abby shit. Yeah, I was dying. I mean, that was, that was, that was some of the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. That if was it doesn't hilarious. work, I'll uh, pick it up in a Zoom. I wish I had. <laughs> it's time for real insurance stories with Zuckerman. Zuckerman, what do you have for us? I got a couple for you, man. Um, I will tell you a story, though, that, that will give you some idea of your evolution to the Zuckerman you know today, the authentic, real Zuckerman, okay? And, and well, in one case, I had, I must have been a lawyer for about, uh, or in practice. So I was a lawyer for a couple of years, but I was in practice for about two months or so, and I was hustling for clients. And I remember... I have four clients and 
Two of them were friends. And let's call this one lady Pam. And Pam called me up and she wanted to know how her case was going. Now, you and I, we've talked about that thing called imposter syndrome where you don't believe in yourself quite yet. Yes. And, and you think you've got to fake it. Well, at that point, I was so new in practice. Um, when Pam called, I felt that I had to sound very lawyer-like, that I had to be erudite. <laughs> yes. And I had to use big words. And she said to me, how is my case going? And we talked a lot about it, and I was giving her all sorts of conflicting ways to view it, a la, like a law student. And then she asked another question, and I said, well, Pam, that's a very astute question. And she said to me, are you calling me stupid, you motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I said, no, no, Pam. Uh, astute means it's a good question, that it's a smart question. And she says... Are you saying I don't know the English language, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> and using that wretched word astute cost me 50% of my practice that day. Lost, there you go. I lost Pam and I lost a friend. And, and I, the next day, another client, one of my remaining two clients called me up and said, how's the case going? And I said, I'm going to beat those fucks like they're a pinata until the candy comes out. And she said, my God, you're the greatest lawyer on the planet. <laughs> and from then on, I, I just determined I would just be how, myself and never be anybody else. Oh, that's good. There you go. <laughs> Real insurance stories from Zuckerman, sponsored by Policy Genius. <laughs> Summer is here, and the days are getting longer, meaning you've got some extra time to see if you're overpaying for home and auto insurance. As adult summer fun includes saving money, Policy Genius is a free and easy way to check if you could be saving cash on what you're paying for home and auto insurance. Are your home and auto policies almost up for renewal? Let Policy Genius look for a lower rate. They won't use big words like Zuckerman. They <laughs> They take insurers and hang them over the ends of buildings and shake the money into your pocket. All you have to do is head to policygenius.com, answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property and your car, and that's it. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Um, I know they always have these things in there. If you don't read them, you have to read the ad again. But, uh, oh, here it is. They've saved cu customers an average of $1,250 per year over what they were paying for home and auto insurance. But just, you know, bigger than that, know that they love Zuckerman's real stories from personal injury law and insurance. That's policy genius. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Nice job. Um, as I said, uh, Kevin Hart is on the show today and about an hour ago I, uh, chatted with him. Um, you know, he's the highest earning, uh, stand up in the world. Is he? <laughs> he's got the number one movie, uh, on Netflix right now, Fatherhood. That's, uh, got 61 million views in households around the world. He's on tour. How do you tour. know that? I thought they, Netflix didn't share the numbers. Does he know they, Netflix, if you have the number one, they tell you? Netflix uh, has their own uh, uh, monitoring system for ratings, <laughs> and you can trust them. <laughs> and I'm working with them now, and I totally trust them. I love Netflix. Not Netflix, I love you. I, wouldn't, I would never disparage you or your rating system. 
We're very excited to be making a movie for you. Um, but Kevin Hart is already there. He's the king of pretty much everything. Um, and uh, he's got a car show, Matt. He decided to come join us. I, I, I told him I could not be more excited uh, that another big-name comedian, uh, not me, but guys like Jerry and Leno and these other guys who, who, who dip their toes into our little car world, that he's joining us. Uh, he's got uh, five of his friends, uh, Harry, Boss, Spank, John, and Joey. And together, they're out in the car world, learning about cars, buying cars, customizing cars, selling cars, and you can only watch this show on the Motor Trend app, which is uh, an app that uh, I think for the price of a cup of coffee at Alfred's Coffee, you can get uh, premier car content with Kevin Hart in it. Um, I will tell you, he seemed like he was very tired in this interview. <laughs> or I upset him. I don't know what oh, it was. Really? If, he, if he was a little sleepy, I suspect that they have him uh, in some hotel room in some, some other part of the world yeah. just making him do press. You know, and I never got to ask him, like, do you even have an hour to sleep, man? Because yeah. he, he works harder, I think, than anybody I've ever met. I, I don't know anybody who could be working. He's running a company, he's doing stand-up, and now he's got this car show. Um, so anyway, here, and I only had him for about 20 minutes. But here's my interview. Oh, but you get to put his name in the title of the episode, and that's what it's all about, baby. <laughs> it's about that SEO love. <laughs> I'd met him before. I don't think he remembered. Here, here is uh, Kevin Hart. There he is. Oh, I'm ready. Well, Kevin, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I personally could not be more excited to see another uh, comedic superstar like the Seinfelds of the world and the Lenos come into our car world. And we're all uh, super excited about that. You have a new show on uh, the Motor Trend Network called Kevin Hart's Muscle Car Crew uh, with you and your friends. But, you know, I, I got to ask you, when you... You you know you you're making movie Fatherhood is a smash success on Netflix right now right you've That's got good. a you're the probably the highest grossing com, stand up comedian on the road and now you know the theaters are opening up when you went to Dave Becky your manager if he's still your manager yes and said I want to do a car show what did he say to you uh, I mean it's it's no longer a space of like uh, what people are saying it's it's you know uh, you. You work hard to hopefully build a machine that can operate on its own. And um, I have a production company. So to be able to produce the things that I want to do or develop the things that I want to be a part of, that's special. Um, and in this case, um, I'm able to do that, right? This is a, it's a hobby. It's a, it's a space where I find a lot of joy and love in and have a high level of appreciation for cars, for car enthusiasts, for mm -hmm. builders. And, and there's an opportunity for me to attach my culture in this space in a way that it never has been. Um, amplify other car clubs, other car communities from all over um, and do it in a way where it's authentic, where it's transparent, where it's grounded because it's my real relationship with my real friends. And these cars um, act as a tool to keep our friendship going. It, it, it elevates us, right? So as we get older and that, fast life of touring and everything now slows down well this gives us a reason to put that energy that once was into something else by being a little more uh a little more um stable within within our placement not moving around as much 
Right, right. So this group of guys are 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 your friends. They're also comedians. I think you're, they're known affectionately as the Plastic Cup Boys. Yes, sir. Right. Mm-hmm. You, it, it's the show is about the the group of you out there in the world owning classic cars, kind of you know approaching from like a we want to learn standpoint. You know, uh, you're finding trusted, skilled mechanics to customize race uh, cars, flipping cars. Um, what were some of the challenges, you know, as someone, you know, who's a movie star and, as you said, runs a production car? What were some of the challenges of just getting in front of a camera with a group of your friends and trying to shoot in this unscripted format world? Uh, I don't want to say challenges. They weren't challenges. You know, this is an opportunity for me to, to amplify my guys. Right. right? Uh, this is an opportunity for me to showcase them and create something with them that can be special. Um, so, so it, it wasn't a thing of, of difficult or pressure, them not understanding. Um, it's more of a thing of saying, guys, I'm going to make it easy for you all to be yourselves. Because if you're anything other than that, then you're not bringing value to this thing that you want to do. The value is in the real relationships. And the value is in being different from what is normally seen in this space. Mm-hmm. We don't have all the jargon. We don't have all the language. We don't have all the knowledge. But we're going to get there. You can embark on this journey with us and watch how we slowly get there. And by the time it's all said and done and season, whatever, we'll have the knowledge. But look at how we got it. We got it in front of you. So now as we progress and we start doing more, you're going to understand it. You're going to be a part of it because you're going to want to see what that more is. And you're going to want to see how we handle it because we let you be a part of this story. Right. Uh, it's all access to the role of, of what will and, and, and what we will. Right. Like this car club thing is serious. And are we going to take it serious? Are we going to check the boxes within our car club and be credible and be real to the point to wherever we go when we go attach ourselves to this car culture uh, world? Are we going to be, you know, guys that have a stamp of, oh, my God, there goes the, oh, my God, their cars are blank, blank, blank. You know, it's like it, it's for me, the sky is the limit. And if you look at things as one layer, you're only going to get there. I think that everything has five to ten layers uh, if you choose to see it. In this case, I do. And what were some of the fun things we're going to see in this first season? Like, what what was the highlight of shooting this first season for you? Uh, I think right now the the biggest and best highlight for me was was it being with my real team, my real guys. Like this, this you're looking at you know fifteen years plus in relationships. Um, you're looking at what ultimately is the goal for a lot of people in my position to bring the ones they love um, to a place of success, somehow, some way, some shape, safe form. And we've been able to do it for years, Um, finding a way to recreate ourselves and and finding love and energy and putting them to here and then seeing it start from where it started from and end where it's ended uh, in our first season. To me, I don't I don't think there's a bigger there's a bigger win. Like that's a significant win. Yeah, um, yeah. And, no, I yeah, I, to- I, I totally get it. I mean, I, I do the podcast here with my buddies, uh, with Jerry, and 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 it's it never feels like work when you get that right group of guys together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like fun. Um, 
I wanted to ask you, you know, there are some things I've learned about you. And, I, you know, aside from being a huge fan of your comedy and seeing all your movies, and you're pretty much the only guest I've ever had on this show that my kids are excited about listening to. <laughs> and, you know, that's Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Sorry, guys. It's all about Kevin Hart. Um, I learned that you, and this made me laugh because it's my hometown, well, kind of, that you were a shoe salesman in Brockton, Massachusetts <laughs> at one point in your career. Is that true? No, they put Brockton, Massachusetts on there. I don't know why. It's Philadelphia. <laughs> it was in Philadelphia. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. All right. Well, let, let's forget about that. In Philadelphia, we, we ask uh, everybody that comes on the show what their taproot car was, which means what is that first car uh, that you saw or you bought that kind of kicked off your car uh, uh, enthusiasm and hobby? Mine was a, I would say... I had a white Trans Am that was gifted to me. Um, wow. From who? Uh, yeah, my brother's, like 87, I believe. Something like that. It was The car was a piece of shit. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> but, but I remember so many older men uh, and women complimenting this car. And, and this is back, you know, this is back when I was younger. This is this is when I'm like 19, 20. Right, so it's not right. like I'm this crazy old age of the car. But they were just like, oh, my God. People had so many memories attached to that make and model. Everybody had a yeah. story. And I don't know what it was, but it just it stayed with me. And I'm like, if I ever can, I would love to get some classic cars. Just because if I do some cool things in them, there's stories attached to all of that. There's history attached to the vehicles that mm -hmm. I that I can get or that I would get. Um, so for me, that's it. That's that's what does it. Like it, it's all you said, cool. You said something in an interview that cars look cool and I and, and I want to feel cool, and I really related to that statement. When you in your collection now, what do you have? You you collect only muscle cars, or do you uh, kind of broaden out from there? I, I'm I'm heavy muscle cars, but I have I have some of everything. I got a I got a lot of cars. Um, muscle car wise, '66 GTO, '69 Camaro, '69 uh, GTO, '67 Mustang Fastback, '63 Split Window Vet, '64 Vet, um, a '69. 70 70 charger a a 69 or 70 roadrunner wow 70 um uh 59 corvette first gen um, <laughs> wow uh, this is great gnx uh, what what are you uh so you have a lot of cars uh, you have them in a place do you deal what are your biggest uh, anxieties about having a big collection like that? Do you have someone who takes care of them that keeps them going, or is that you? Or do you, do you, you know, what happens when you show up and you you turn the key and it, the car doesn't start? I, mean, I have a nice little team around me that I that I'm able to put together. That's great. Mechanic yep. relationships. Uh, you know, when driving out, making sure that my flatbed guy is close or insane. <laughs> right. You know, right. Like, yeah, I see my share. My share of things that can happen. For sure. Right. Um, you know, I read uh, that you recently sold a red 77 Bronco. 
um, at auction. Yes. Was that your car that you were selling directly, or was had you just previously no, I, owned it? I, I already, I previously owned it. I had already sold it uh, a while ago. A while you, back. you had, but but the news was that your name is worth sixty thousand dollars added value hey. to any car that you've had, which is amazing. Hey. It's it's very hard to have a celebrity who adds value to a vintage car. And you, you, you're like already on your way. Yeah, the last sold one sold for $81,000, and yours went for one forty. and they're ascribing that to the Kevin Hart name. Already impressive. Wow. You are already uh, on your way there. Are there cars that you're looking at now that you'd like to buy? Um, yeah, but you know, I, I, I can say I got a <laughs> I got Why a lot going on. I, I can't. I don't want to say because I like to. I like. I don't like to seem like an asshole. So I like to. Oh, I, I try to keep it under wraps as much. Um, well, you don't have to worry of, about that here. It's you. It's only idiot car guys listening to this show. <laughs> it's I only have, um, guys who waste all of their money on cars, and we can all relate to I'm what right. you're saying. If you don't want to say it because you don't want to have other bidders, that's fine. No, I understand. I can but. say. I can say. Uh, I have, I have, uh, my Cuda is, is, is going to be done soon. I'm excited for that. Um, Ken Diggett's doing a challenger for me. I'm excited for that. Um, what, what do you think this muscle that? car thing kicked in? Was it Philly? It's just, you know, I know I grew up in Massachusetts and there's a real muscle car scene I mean, there. I mean, it's, it's artwork you've done right. If you, if you do it right and you're, from even from the world of pro touring to purchasing, if you do it right, there's timeless there's timeless value that can be in the pieces. Um, you know, for me, it's it's not about the craziness and overdoing. It's about the perfection that comes in and and just doing. Right, um, right. I like the time that goes into it. I like the development. I like the craftsmanship. It's just it's a it's a calm for me. You right. Take a drive. And chill out, zen out. It's it's the best. Let me uh, before we go. I I have to ask you about your uh, working out. I, I really want to know what your day is like. What what time are you like Mark Wahlberg? Are you getting up at one in the morning? Are you getting up two hours before you go to bed to eat uh, and work out? What what is your what is your morning like? Tell, take me I'm, through it. I'm definitely a five a.m. riser. Five a.m. Okay. Five a.m. riser. Uh, um. You know, cardio, workout, shower, off to work by at least nine. Do you Depending eat? Do you doing. eat I'm before you? Movie, I could be working at eight, uh, and then you're at work. And I would say, if I'm doing a movie, it's anywhere from a ten to fourteen hour day. Wow. My day normally finishes with some cardio, um, and I am a. I only eat between twelve and like seven, uh, unless it's like a special day where I can do. Where I can like have a cheat day, but that's the the bulk of what I do. And what do you eat on your cheat days? Cheat days? Yeah, it's gonna be a shock fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken. <laughs> right. And then, and here, before you work out every morning and do this cardio, do you eat before the workout or after? Um, I don't eat till twelve, so you know. So that's it. You don't eat. So you do the full workout without any food. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Wow. Is that because you're preparing for uh, Borderlands, this Navy SEAL movie? Borderlands isn't a Navy SEAL movie. I just had some Navy SEALs train me. Borderlands is based off of a popular video game. It had about 80 million plus users. 
and Lionsgate developed the script, and the script is amazing. And I'm responsible for the action, the fighting, uh, the killing, etc. It's pretty wow. dope. Wow, yeah, it's exciting. Well, look, we're happy to have you here in the car world, Kevin Hart. Um, oh man, I'm happy to be here. I can't wait for you guys to see some of the uh, some of the reveals that are going to come, and you know, hopefully, you guys are. Um, I can say accepting of me and my crew and our 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 placement into this community. We we really do love it. We are excited and hype about opening up new doors, creating new conversations, and uh, bringing in more fan base. So let's see how it goes. The show is uh, Kevin Hart's Muscle Car Crew. It's Kevin and his buddies, Harry, Boss, Spank, John, and Joey. Uh, it's available only on the Motor Trend app. Um, for the price of a cup of coffee, you get Kevin Hart now. Premier <laughs> content. Premier comedy content. Premier car content. How about that? Go over to the Motor Trend app and pick it up. Kevin, I can tell you've got a busy day. I'm going to let you go. Uh, good to see you again, sir. And why don't you join us out at the Malibu Cars and Coffees one of these days in the unlikely event you have a moment off. Hey, I definitely <laughs> will. Trust me when I tell you that. I will. All right. It's good to see okay. you, man. Take it easy. Okay, bye. And there you have it, Matt. You heard, you heard he was a little sleepy? I felt bad for him. He was a little tired. I'm excited for his show, but... um. Man, the guy works harder than anybody. I uh, and I had a bunch of stuff wrong in the interview too. And again, I apologize to Kevin for that. I came uh, upon the scene of his accident uh, with my wife on Mulholland. <laughs> and I went and the I whole, saw the I saw the this the I, I went the, the whole show without mentioning it without man. mentioning it and the whole interview. And, and then I you am. just bring it it's a right, bring it around. And I saw the cones and I saw the fence taken out and I went, wow, he's some, lucky to be alive. Somebody had one here. And yeah. then we found out later that day it was uh, it was them. Thankfully, he survived that, and uh, we've all been there. We've had those crashes. <laughs> it's rough. That was a bad one. I didn't want to bring it up. I I, I thought it might upset but him. It might have been in poor taste. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not. Why is it my bit? business to bring that up? Why would I well, bring that up? Because that's what most people know about Kevin Hart and cars. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Come on. Just saying. really. Anyway, that's Matt Farah doing a show. <laughs> Sorry. We've had a good time here today. When when Kevin Hart listens to this podcast to the 57-minute mark, he, he'll be mad. <laughs> this is the number two podcast in the world for automotive. Matt Farron. Functionally. He will functionally listen to this. And I hope he does. I love Kevin Hart. I, he's, he, I told him he's the only guy my kids have ever been excited about on my podcast. Really? They've never paid a single. It, it, they heard Kevin Hart was on. They were freaking out. He's he's huge, and I'm a massive There's fan. There's a lesson in all this, which is that What's you that? should not let what your kids want dictate your life. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Anyway, oh. this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Farah, thank you for filling in. Um, and uh, and that's it. That's all the show we have for you. Next week, uh, we will have uh, the boys, uh, some combination of them. I don't know who. Matt, Jerry, Johnny, mm. Zuckerman. Um, pick your Jew. Pick pick your Jewish guy. What guys. Jew do you want? A forty-year-old yes. Jew, a fifty-year-old Jew, or a sixty-year-old Jew? Right. What decade Jew do you want? Spin this week? the Jew wheel, <laughs> and we'll make a show for you next week. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar Fifty Six. 
Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.